2: On today's NFL Fantasy Football Podcast, visits from rap slash pop superstar Nelly talking about the Lou, the Rams, the Cardinals, bobbleheads, and he will share his fantasy football roster with you, the people. Blair Walsh, Minnesota Vikings kicker, talks about his fantasy teams and... Josh Freeman taking over at quarterback. Speaking of which, you got a quarterback on a bye week. How about who you can slot into that spot to help you win victory, gain victory, and also start sits for Michael Fabiano and sell high, buy low. All of that and more right here on this NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. Here with Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison. Remember, you can always get the latest and greatest news by following us at NFL. Fantasy. Uh, before we get to the headlines, I do want to point out I am taking on Team America this week in our experts really? league. And uh, just think of me as Nikolai Volkov, all right? That's right. That's right. The big wow. uh, sickle and hammer coming right at you, Team America. I got Have no you seen time. Team America? I got no time for you, Team America. I know what you're thinking, oh. and don't you do it. It's a family show. Here we go. The headlines. Packers on Tuesday. Placed wide receiver Randall Cobb on injured reserve with a designation Ouch. to return. Yes, That's all due my to that team. broken leg he suffered Sunday Versus the Baltimore Ravens. He'll be eligible to return to practice in six weeks. Not expected to be back in action until mid-December. That is probably your fantasy Super Bowl at best. So, who steps up for Aaron Rodgers during Cobb's absence?
3: Well, I'm going to start off with Jermichael Finley. You've really got to think he's going to see more snaps even at wide receiver. Jared Boykin, now this kid who's all of a sudden on the fantasy radar suddenly because James Jones is banged up as well. And Eddie Lacy. You got to think Eddie Lacy is going to see more carries as well.
4: Well, you just named everybody. So what do you got How about Jonathan
2: Franklin? Put him in the slot. A little no, little bit, I, huh? I,
4: I think they need to run the football here. I mean, Jared Boykin. And I watched that game against the Ravens. He and Rogers kept miscommunicating. They weren't. Boykin would run to one spot and the ball would go to another. Eddie Lacy, I think gets at least. 20 carries, if not 25, in this ball. Yeah,
2: and while everybody points out what a great guy Rodgers is, remember he gets frustrated with his receivers if they are not on the same page. And here is the little idea of who Jarrett Boykin might be if you want to just roll the dice and know he's going to get targets because they like to pass the ball. Undrafted out of Tech, their all-time leader in receptions and receiving yards went undrafted though. Just picked up by the Packers. They also activated Miles White. But you mentioned it. Their uh, practice squad. The Rogers
4: violent uh, removal of the chin strap of yeah. frustration. <laughs> you see it a lot.
2: He uh, he does not have much patience for those that do not get on the same page. So be careful. Here you go. Jerry Jones, Elliott confirmed on Tuesday. Running back, Demarco Murray, Jerry. Uh, He's uh, is he, is he
4: out? We looked at Avion Kason, and uh, Adrian Morell, and uh, uh-huh. Morell's in football shape. We just uh, couldn't
2: do it. So, sprained NCL, Jerry, left uh, knee. Is that what we're talking about? I tell you what, man, what? this is well, a huge. Can you tell me year about year? rookie Joseph Randall? Jerry. I can tell you this
4: he didn't, he didn't pick up the system early, he was fourth uh-huh. in preseason behind Dunbar from University of North Texas, Mean Green, I might add, who's Phillip got and explosiveness, and Philip Tanner, who's a more physical runner. Now, if Randall can get you goal line carries, that's great. I do think he is a plug-and-play guy uh, guy this week because, Fabs, they're playing the Eagles, whose defense has been terrible.
3: Right, and I like the fact that Randall got a goal line look last week against the Washington Redskins. Which was surprising. Yes, he's a flex starter this week. He doesn't have the talent of DeMarco Murray. I'm still confused over here. Jerry Jones was here next to me a second ago. That's right. And now –
2: Harrison, I don't know how he does it. We pull big names here. Bottom line, bottom
3: line is that Adrian Morrell. This kid, this kid's a flex starter this week.
2: All right, Vikings. How about this newly acquired QB? This is remarkable. Yeah, it is. Josh Freeman is going to start this weekend versus the Giants. What's the impact here? How does it impact Adrian Peterson, Greg Jennings? What does it do for starting? Vikings
3: it doesn't matter who the quarterback is uh, you can bring back Eric Kramer and Adrian Peterson is going to rush for 100 yards and score a touchdown the Vikings supposedly like Freeman when he came out of college they didn't get him obviously well now they do have them the thing here guys is this is a great matchup it the is. Giants defense oh, is awful my. against the pass and unless you're very braver in a two QB league you're probably not going to be able to take advantage of it because we don't know how Freeman is going to be in terms of his effectiveness Look at what he did in Tampa this year. I
2: mean, he was
3: not getting it done there.
2: Yeah. So you're saying I should bench Adrian Peterson?
4: Uh, No, but you <laughs> could trade him to me. No, but number one, I think you meant Tommy Kramer. They could bring both Tommy guys back. Tommy Kramer, that's right. And Eric Kramer was the Lions quarterback. And two, if you're Drew Brees owner and you're on a buy and you're thinking about Josh Freeman, take Nick Foles versus the Cowboys instead. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. So All yeah.
2: right, speaking of Eric Kramer, that former Detroit Lion <laughs> and Chicago Bears, some good news for the Lions. Wide receiver, Calvin Johnson participated in practice Wednesday for the first time since he injured that knee. Megatron injured the knee versus the Bears in Week 4. Missed Week 5. Limited last week versus the Browns. Do we feel better? Speaking of our Experts League, somebody that... Perhaps help me lose to the Cool Cats this past week. Do we feel better about Calvin Johnson this week?
4: I do. I don't feel good about people that picked up Fourier on uh, the waiver wire thinking he's going to get him three (laughs) touchdowns again. Uh, You know, this is great. Calvin Johnson, if he plays, you play him. Sometimes he's going to have a bad game, but it's maybe two out of 16
2: games. Yeah. Well, yep. let's get to a little sell-high, buy-low. you guys in for that? Let's do it. All right, sell-high, buy-low. Again, halfway point of the season. Talk a little bit about who should be going, who should be coming when it comes to your fantasy players. Let's start with who to sell high on. Guys that have hit their peak, now the best time to trade them away. Who wants to get us started here?
3: Uh, why not? I'll start. All right, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew is a guy who had a pretty good game last week. Yeah. Uh, maybe not in the stat sheets in fantasy, He scored double-digit fantasy points, and I think this is the time to get rid of him because things are not going to get better for Maurice Jones-Drew. Cecil Shorts is banged up. The offense is an absolute mess, and there's not a lot of good matchups to see in front of Maurice Jones-Drew, and even when there is, can you trust him? Now, right now, Maurice Jones-Drew would be a guy that I would trade for maybe a number two wide receiver. Remember... These running backs are still pretty valuable. I'd go after a guy like Josh Gordon, who is a high-end two or a low-end one in a lot of leagues because people didn't draft him until late.
4: I agree with that. I think that's smart. What I would do is take Alshon Jeffrey. And hold on to him this weekend. He's got the Washington Redskins. That's a favorable matchup. Yep. Let him get you 110 yards and a touchdown against that awful secondary. He's not going to be going up against D'Angelo Hall. Then when he has that kind of game, you package him with someone else and try to get a number one running back. I don't think you go one for one with Alshon Jeffrey. There's not a lot of payoff there. I think you package him and try to get, a, whether it's a LaShawn McCoy or an Arian Foster try and make a mega deal with Alshon Jeffrey a key component.
2: I'm going to go to Larry Fitzgerald, and just coming off a big double-digit performance against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, maybe there will be some hesitation because of the hamstring, but word is he's fine. He's going to play all as well. It's a Thursday nighter against the Seahawks, so try to get that deal done today. If you can't get it done today, wait until after he plays Atlanta. Then you got Fitzgerald going into the bye. Here's the deal. I am all about having confidence in my team and getting into the playoffs. He has bad playoff matchups. Tennessee, Seattle, and even a St. Louis Rams secondary that's finally coming back into form to what we thought they could be. So maybe you wait until after the Atlanta game before the bye. But Fitzgerald does not have good playoff matchups. He's got a quarterback that's turning the ball over an awful lot. I would sell high on him now coming out of a double-digit performance against the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, to
4: get those double digits, you need a touchdown from him. He's not giving you 120 yards. That's the thing.
2: No. All right, guys, let's uh, talk about some players who now have underperformed thus far. A good time to buy low while that stock is low you see three of them there that we are going to focus on let's get it going here with ray rice fabs
3: yeah i love the big name i love the big name in fantasy football and rice is not as bad as his numbers are showing the ravens are just throwing the ball more often for some reason or another i don't know why they're doing that there's a great matchup this week against the steelers they've allowed the six most fantasy points to running backs this season And I just think if the Ravens want to win football games, we'll get a little reality in this, Elliot. They've got to run Ray Rice more. Over the last three weeks, they ran the ball, what, one time there successfully against Miami, and they won. That's I, what you need to do.
4: I agree with you. I think they saw Green Bay uh, devoid of Clay Matthews in the pass rush and thought, hey, we can throw the ball, and it hurt them. But I want to get us to Doug Martin. Now, Money, I know that Doug Martin has not had a great season. No, But terrible. that's exactly why you can buy low on the guy. Here's the thing about Doug Martin that's different than Ray Rice. At least Doug Martin's getting a lot of touches. It's not like they're taking him out of that offense. And Mike Lennon is your starter. You're talking about a rookie quarterback. You need to run the football, and you need to have those dump-off passes. I don't think Doug Martin's going to be bad the rest of the year. low.
2: Well, I will get to somebody that likely was drafted in the first round in standard leagues and 12-team leagues and 14-team, whatever you may have. Alfred Morris last season, the second-leading rusher in the NFL. low now. He is the 15th-rated running back in fantasy football, and after this week, he is going to jump up those charts because the Bears have nothing In the middle of that defense, they are down both starting D tackles. They are down their middle linebacker. And running backs have run roughshod over them all season. This is the opportunity for you to go get somebody that plays in the NFC East, the Giants. He plays against the Cowboys. He plays against the Eagles for your playoff run. Go out, get Al Morris now. You talked about packaging and Alshon Jeffries. Somebody performing at a high level right now to get that RB1. He will be a running back one for the remainder of the season, no doubt in my mind. That's
4: right. And the Bears' defense made Brandon Jacobs look like a 22-year-old John Riggins last week. And that's That's how bad they are.
2: Brandon Jacobs, you just said it. I want to make sure that people understand you're talking about Brandon Jacobs, 130 yards. And this is
3: 2013, not 2008. Right.
2: Right. For uh, more on the top fantasy ads and drops on NFL.com, let's get it over to Molly Karam and Marcus Grant.
5: Money. Thank you. Here with NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant. And let's talk about who people are picking up this week on NFL.com, the top 10 10- Player ads for Week Seven, and when I look at this list, Marcus, you know who jumps out to me? Keenan Allen. Phil Rivers obviously having a huge year, and he has emerged as his go-to guy.
6: I'm glad Keenan Allen's jumping out to you because apparently he's not jumping out to fantasy owners around the around the country. I mean, this is a guy who's owned in less than 10% of NFL.com leagues. He's had 100 plus receiving yards in two straight games, and I know the Chargers have had a tough time getting their wide receivers involved, but he is the guy who's getting involved. Like the Eagles said, everybody's talking about the new kid in town. Keenan Allen has been that guy. Now, another guy that was on that list, and you just heard the guys talking about him, Brandon Jacobs. I know it seems like we're going back in time talking about Brandon Jacobs, but he looked really good last week against the Chicago Bears. He's got the Minnesota Vikings on tap, and opposing fantasy running backs have been the hot knife to Minnesota's butter. They have been running through that Viking defense, and Brandon Jacobs he may not do what he did last week against the Bears, but I think he's going to have another good week, especially because there's nobody in that backfield for the Giants to give it to. The
5: Giants do have a favorable schedule moving forward, and not bad reserve to have a starting runner ba- uh, running back on your bench there if you can. All right, now let's take a look at the most dropped players on NFL.com. And after this weekend, LeGarrette Blunt seems to be the odd man out in that backfield. Stephen Ridley's reclaimed that job.
6: Uh, Sure, if you say so. No? Well, here's the thing. What happened last week with Steven Ridley coming back and playing well? It was a reminder that Bill Belichick cares nothing for your fantasy team. And I think that's the biggest thing is, where do you go? Is it going to be Steven Ridley again? Is it going to be LeGarrette Blount LeGarrette who we saw Blount getting carries?
5: in the doghouse. We
6: saw him getting carries when Steven Ridley was there before. You just never really know. So if you really you feel like you got to start somebody, maybe you go with Ridley. But just beware, something bad could happen in that backfield rotation. The other name really to be aware of is Tavon Austin. And I know... People came into the season thinking Tavon Austin was a Rookie of the Year candidate, thinking that he was going to be a big playmaker in that Rams offense. It hasn't happened. He's had fewer than five fantasy points in five of his last six games, and he's really been a non-factor in the Rams' offense, especially in that Rams passing game. We thought they'd find ways to get him the football. They're not doing it, and right now it's just time to move on from Tavon Austin.
5: People aren't pulling the trigger too soon because there's a world of potential there.
6: There is a world of potential, but right now, because he's gone so long without producing, it's just time to say goodbye.
5: All right, you're going to discuss the Saints a little more with Nelly, yeah. the rapper. The Lou. Did you uh, bump to a little country grammar back in the day? Yeah, absolutely. I knew it. Of all course. right, still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, Michael Fabiano gives us all his starts and sits for Week 7. You won't believe which stud running back. He says you have to bench. And later on, Grammy Award-winning artist Nelly joins us live in studio to talk about his fantasy football team and his beloved St. Louis Rams. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Caram, joined by Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison. Gentlemen, it is that time of week for a little Thursday night football preview. We've got the Seahawks taking on the rival Cardinals right here on NFL Network. Let's have a look now at your fantasy projections for the Seattle side of things.
4: Yeah, Molly, I was uh, surprised. I'm usually a little bit positive. Fabs is always negative, and he's actually got (laughs) double-digit points here. Negative,
5: Nancy.
3: not always negative, Harrison. Come on, not always. 15 points for Seahawks defense.
4: That's a monster fantasy game for a well, defense. Carson Palmer likes to throw the ball to the other team. Yes, he does. Now, Russell
3: Wilson, how much is he going to be turning the ball over? Does he have a big game? You know, just under 15 fantasy points is not that great in fantasy when you talk about the quarterback position. And the Cardinals have been tough at home. They've allowed an average of right around 12 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. That's not good. Last year, Wilson threw for fewer than 155 yards, one TD, one interception, In two games against Arizona, so I'm saying he's no more than a low-end one, high-end two in this contest. Yeah, Molly, Cardinals have a good defense. They do.
5: They do for sure, and so do the Seahawks. We'll discuss that in a moment, but let's look at the backfield right now. Marshawn Lynch, some injury concerns there. Is there anything to see from a fantasy perspective?
4: Marshawn Lynch, here's the deal. You plug him in your lineup, and then you watch another preview for that Sandra Bullock sci-fi movie. You don't sit here. (laughs) Look, just just put him in. I mean, the Cardinals have a good defense, but you're not sitting Marshawn Lynch. Just period. So I don't expect him to have a monster game. I'm looking for 80 yards and a touchdown, but you know what? I'll take that 14 points in my fantasy lineup and
3: be happy about it. We'll
5: all take it. You talked about the Cards defense being tough. How about the Seahawks defense?
3: Yeah, by the way, that movie was just way overhyped, I'm telling you right now. But the Seahawks are second in fantasy points among defenses right now on NFL.com, and the Cardinals have really been fantasy gold when you talk about defensive production in fantasy football. Carson Palmer turns the ball over too yep. much. He's got 11 interceptions. The Seahawks defense is a
4: must start. Yeah, the Cardinals giving the ball away. They have 15 giveaways already on the young season.
5: No bueno. Let's focus now on the Arizona side of things. Carson Palmer struggled a little bit Sunday. Then he started clicking with Larry Fitz.
4: Yeah, he, he put up some decent numbers, but the two interceptions hurts them, Molly. And that's the thing with Carson Palmer that I want to get into. He's been consistently Sub-mediocre <laughs> that's, that's the best way to put it If you look at the last five weeks He hasn't had one game Not even one game where he surpassed The 80 passer rating barrier 80 passer rating, that's like David Garrard At least he's consistent
5: 80. about being subpar yeah, he, he
3: is, he's not awful But you can't expect uh, I don't even think he gets 15 points He's in this 27th game. in fantasy points at quarterback Move on
5: Fabs, how about Andre Ellington? Over the last four weeks, he's averaged 70 total yards.
3: Yeah, and over that time, he has scored more fantasy points than Chris Johnson. Anybody want Chris Johnson, by the way? I'm no. looking to trade him. Ray Rice? Still no. Really? Well, I like Andre Ellington as a potential flex starter sleeper. Yeah. He's splitting time with Richard Mendenhall. He's more explosive than Richard Mendenhall. This is a kid to watch, and he's still available in a lot of leagues.
5: Guys, how about Larry Fitzgerald in this one? He has a tough matchup against Richard Sherman.
4: Yeah, Richard Sherman has been an outstanding corner. Richard Sherman, arguably the best corner in the league right now, including Darrell Rivas. And if you look at their career numbers, Molly, you know, it's not, not pretty. It, it's, it's not pretty. I mean, what the big thing that sticks out there is the zero touchdowns and one interception you got to have touchdowns for Fitzgerald because the reality is this isn't 2008. Kurt Warner's not throwing him the football, and he's not getting you those monster yardage games.
3: If you don't get touchdowns, you at least need to be 120 yards a game, Guy fast. So do you yeah. sit him? Yeah, I don't know that you can sit him. I mean, let's put it this way, Molly. If you were smart enough to pick up Justin Blackman and you have Josh Gordon on your roster, I'm sitting Larry Fitzgerald. I totally but you agree. you can't sit him for Reuben Randall, for example, despite how hot he's been. But the fact of the matter is this is a bad matchup. He's banged up. He's got that hamstring temper expectations for Larry Fitzgerald. And if you can't afford to bench him, I would do it.
5: I don't know if many people can, though.
3: The point, though, is that this guy is
4: not a Brandon Marshall, Des Bryant-style player anymore anymore, where it's an automatic plug-in.
5: It's just the way it is. Yeah. All right. Good stuff from you two, and more coming up next on NFL Fantasy Live. Looking to turn your fantasy season around? Fabs is here to help. As always, he's going to reveal his starts and sits for Week Seven. Later on, Mr. Rank will lead you to fantasy glory as he unveils his sleepers for the weekend. This is NFL Fantasy Live. We go show open field why we rule. They are looking out to say that team is for real. Yeah, but so for that to happen, we all got to show up. On-
2: Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money Smith here with Fantasy Hall of Famer, the fastidious one, Michael Fabiano, Fab's Every Wednesday, you do it for the people. And it's not a labor of love. It's because they pay you the big bucks. Uh, it is start starts and sits for the week. So let's get going. Start. How long does it take you? Tell the people how long does it take you. To put it uh, together, it, it, it's
3: a good full day of that's work. Right.
2: Yeah, that's right. Here yeah. we go. Quarterbacks. Let's get to it. Start them. Sit them. Who are we focusing on?
3: Let's look at Andrew Luck, and and people are a little bit worried about Luck. Last week didn't have a good game against the Chargers, despite what was a great matchup. He's much better at home. He's playing the Broncos. The Broncos have allowed the second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks on the road this season, and the Broncos are also allowing the most passing yards in the NFL this season. Don't worry about last week money. Put it in the rearview mirror. Start Andrew Luck.
2: Yeah, we just saw Chad Henney and Justin Blackman put it on the Broncos. Gotta believe Andrew Luck can do it.
3: Yeah, and as a quarterback to sit this week, you know, Colin Kaepernick has got me a little bit worried. Yeah. He had a good game last week, but even in a good game, he scored like 15 fantasy points. That's not very good. The Titans are allowing the fourth-fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks on their home field. They're very good defensively, and how's this for a stat? Kaepernick hasn't rushed for a touchdown all year and that's why we drafted him because of the rushing skills he's not doing it they're not drawing up designed runs for kaepernick this season his value's taking a dive
2: yeah certainly greg roman looks to go back to what they did with alex smith and that's run the ball a whole lot occasional pass from the quarterback yeah. let uh, speaking of the running backs let's get to them fabs
3: yeah well giovanni bernard i love him eddie lacy d'angelo williams got a great matchup but let's look at fred jackson do you know that Fred Jackson is 10th in fantasy points among running backs How right about now? 10th. And this is a guy who wasn't even drafted until the double-digit rounds in most leagues. I love the matchup this week. The Dolphins are allowing the third most fantasy points per game to running backs this season. They've also allowed 100-plus rushing yards in three straight games to the Buffalo Bills. I like C.J. Spiller also, but Fred Jackson's the guy there in Buffalo right now, money.
2: Darn you Nate Hackett for telling us you're gonna <laughs> run spiller till he puked. How could you do it to me? Uh, oh, I Chris Johnson in a
3: fantasy league here. You wanna make a trade, I am all for it.
2: Well, let's see. Last time I made a trade on the show, I submitted that trade to Akbar after the show, and he rejected I it. I am so. not
3: Akbar. I will do this deal. <laughs> Against the Niners, I don't trust Chris Johnson at all. In two of their last three games, they've allowed 15 or fewer fantasy points to running backs. Chris Johnson is just not the same player he was a few years ago. I just don't trust the man right now. And, Money, I will do a trade all right. if you make me
2: an offer. How about Tony Gonzalez? Same as offer long as I it's made. A g-
3: we, we will look at that. All right. Because Chris Johnson has absolutely right. just hammered
2: me. Why'd you do it to yourself again? You did it last year with Chris Johnson. He upset you, and better you drafted offense, him again. Better
3: offensive line. <laughs> I thought he was going to be better this year, as Bams, a lot of people did.
2: Come on. you got to remember. You did it I, was I remember. Wrong. You were
3: crying right in that same Sometimes, year. you know, you get one you wrong. gave him
2: another chance. Uh, right. All right. Let's get to the wide receivers. Starts and sits at the wide receiver position. No
3: surprise here with Justin Blackman, who has been phenomenal yep. over the last couple of weeks. Mike Wallace, good matchup against Buffalo. T.Y. Hilton, but... Josh Gordon, and I know you love Josh Gordon ever since last year, and I love this matchup. The Packers are allowing the fourth most fantasy points of wide receivers this season, and Josh Gordon, over the last four weeks, is in the top five in fantasy points among wide receivers' money. Start Josh Gordon.
2: Yeah, no doubt, and you mentioned it, the targets. I mean, Brandon Whedon has eyes for Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon, and then he'll move on to yes. Greg Little and Jordan Cameron, and that's who's really taking the hit, actually. Yeah, Gordon
3: has been phenomenal, though. Yeah. He, he's about a must-start. Andre Johnson, now, I don't know if you can really afford to bench a guy like this. It depends on how deep you are at the wide receiver position. But the Chiefs have allowed the third fewest receiving yards this season. And Andre Johnson has scored no touchdowns in eight straight games and 11 to 12. And as a guy who had almost 1,600 yards last season, you would think he's still a number one wide receiver in fantasy. But he hasn't been as valuable this season, and the quarterback position is a mess
2: in Houston right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a big mess, Fabs. You know, and and I don't know if they're going to get it right after last week, watching another pick six, even though it wasn't shop. Like you said, you got to have a quarterback throwing you the ball. Yeah. How about the tight ends?
3: Well, Jordan Cameron, I think bounces back and has a good game against the Packers. Martellus Bennett, Kyle Rudolph had a good game last week, a lot against the Giants. But Antonio Gates, not a good game last week no. from a fantasy perspective. Uh, But I think he will bounce best against the Jaguars. They've allowed the third most fantasy points to tight ends over the last four weeks. And he has five receiving touchdowns in five career games against the Jags. Do the math. One per game. Start Antonio Gates.
2: Yeah, and just last week you saw what Julius Thomas should have had two touchdowns. Had the one, so certainly absolutely right when you're playing the Jags. Who do we sit?
3: Joe Floria. He is like the darling of fantasy football tight ends. The guy can dance. He He can can catch the ball in the red zone. He had three touchdowns last week. But if you start Fourier, you are chasing fantasy points, and you are likely not going to get them this week. Listen, this is a guy who before last week had five yards in his last three games combined. He's not targeted a lot, and the reason he was targeted in the red zone last week was why money? Because Calvin Johnson was banged up. Right. Do not pick up Joseph Fourier and don't start him.
2: What if he does it again? What if he gets you well, one touchdown this week?
3: You know what? Then yeah. I will come on air and say that I was wrong, my friend. There we friend. go. I'm just but wondering
2: what the long-term – because, you know, that's what he was at UCLA. He was just a guy that caught right. touchdowns, not a lot of yards. They get in the red zone. He comes on the field. That's what we're trying to figure but out But he doesn't him. get
3: any yards. If right. he doesn't score a touchdown, your exactly. goose is cooked.
2: It is boom or bust. Exactly. How about uh, some defenses, Fabs? I know you like the Patriots this week. Yeah, weekend. and
3: you know they just lost to Rod Mayer, which is bad news for the Patriots, yeah. but they are playing the Jets. And Geno Smith <laughs> likes to turn the ball over a lot. And if you look at the fantasy points allowed, the Jets have combined to allow the fifth most fantasy points of defenses this season. So I'm still going with the Patriots, who have been playing pretty good defense. When you can hold Drew Brees to 13 fantasy points or somewhere in that ballpark, they're doing pretty well. And again, Geno Smith tends to turn the football over.
2: All right, and how about uh sitting a defense here, Fabs? Well,
3: no, actually we're going to talk about another start. Oh, here we Chargers go. Chargers defense, how about that? Oh, a nice little against sleeper. the Jacksonville Jaguars and Chad Henney. Hey, they're going to turn the ball over. We know what the Jaguars are. Defenses facing the Jaguars have combined to give up the third most fantasy points this season to the position. I like the superchargers. They haven't been good in fantasy this year at all. If this is a week, you stream them, pick them up, and start them if you don't have that elite option.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right, especially if you're on a bye week or something along those lines. Nobody was drafted into the Chargers' defense. They're sitting there waiting for you to pick them up. That's right. One-week fix. There you go. All of his hard work in one concise segment so you can win your fantasy week. All right, for some fantasy week sleep. Week seven, I should say fantasy sleepers. Let's get it over to Adam Rank. Adam.
7: Hey, everybody. Adam Rank here, and every Wednesday I publish my 11 sleepers. You can find that on NFL.com slash ranks11. But you know what? For you fine folks, I'm going to give you a sneak peek. Let's go to some of those names right now. And one of the names you won't see on there, Keenan Allen. Why? Because he graduated. I've been promoting Keenan Allen week after week. He finally gets off the list. Jay Cutler very close to getting off this list, too. But let's start with the quarterback you see right there, Mike Glennon who had a fantastic week going up against the Eagles in Week 6. And I understand it was the Philadelphia Eagles. You don't want to get too happy about it, but realize he plays the Falcons this week who have allowed the second-most fantasy points at home to quarterbacks this year. And one of those quarterbacks was rookie Geno Smith. So if he can do it, Mike Glennon can certainly do it. So he's a good option for you. You need a running back? How about let's look at that Thursday night game? And we'll talk a little Andre Ellington. This is the guy that you want to start for the Cardinals. His touches and rushing yards have increased in three consecutive games. He averaged eight yards per carry against San Francisco last week, and I understand it's a tough matchup going up against Seattle. But the Cardinals have rushed for a touchdown in four consecutive home meetings with the Seahawks. He's a good option right there, right? Am I wrong? No. All right, let's move on to receiver. And Brandon LaFell is a guy that I like to play out of Carolina. Steve Smith has long been the incumbent down there, but LaFell has been the better receiver in recent, recent weeks. He scored at least 17 points in two of his last three games, and he has three total touchdowns in those games. St. Louis has allowed eight receiving touchdowns and receivers this year. That's good for fourth in the NFL. So if you're hurting for a receiver, and I know a lot of you are, Go ahead and pick up Brandon LaFell. So there you have it. Now I know you think you might need one more. You need one more? All right, we'll go to NFL.com slash ranks11. I will give you one more, including a super sleeper tight end so deep it'll blow your mind. All right, that's it for me. Thanks for having me. All
2: right. Thank you, Rank. Coming up, rapper extraordinaire, the city of St. Louis' biggest fan, Nelly, joins us in studio to talk about his fantasy football team, the Rams, the Cardinals, and more. Stick around. NFL Fantasy Live. More of it next.
5: Ahead on NFL Fantasy Live, how about some fantasy feedback? We take to Fantasy Genius on NFL.com to answer all your fantasy football questions. And the Vikings are looking to turn things around. One of their star players drops by to not only talk about their quarterback situation, but also who he's starting on his fantasy football team this week. Plus, we give you our top 10 quarterback matchups for week 7, which includes a few guys you can find on the waiver wire. So stick around. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Joined by Elliot Harrison and Marcus Grant. What is going on right now?
4: (laughs) We wanted to, you know... We love the segment. Really we want to give it a little edge. I, I love it. I, I just we're didn't ready. know what was
5: going to happen. Caught me off guard. All Let's right. One of the most popular players being talked about and trending on Fantasy Genius right now is the Bears QB, Jay Cutler. A lot of people aren't sure whether to start him ahead of their starters. So do you think his early success will continue? I
6: absolutely do. I was big on Jay Cutler coming into the season. Of course been, you were. I've been calling Mark Tressman okay. the mad scientist since this the great This guy's a season. trendsetter ahead
5: of the time. I'm telling you. Haven't you guys learned that yet?
6: Jay Cutler is spreading the ball around. I think that's the Biggest part of his success last year it was all about Brandon Marshall in that offense. This year, Alshon Jeffrey getting involved. Martellus Bennett is getting involved. More
4: targets has led to more success. For you him. sure? Instead of calling him a trendsetter, you weren't just calling him blowing up his phone. The Bears love it. Uh, I am. Look, you can't play the Giants every week, but you can play the Redskins this week. I love the matchup. So I'm actually going to agree with my main man Marcus here. Washington is bad on pass defense, Molly. They're allowing quarterbacks 100 passer rating. That's 29th in the NFL. The only reason they played well against Dallas is because DeMarco Murray got hurt. They didn't have to respect the run, which means they could play the pass.
5: Well, let's take a look week by week, a breakdown of Cutler's fantasy points this season. He's averaging about 18 fantasy points a game. I call that not too shabby. All right, guys. Time now for Engineered to Win, presented by Volkswagen. We're gonna put one thirty on the clock, and then we're gonna let it rip. You know, I love this segment. So get ready, ready position. We're gonna go through as many fantasy quiz uh, questions as we can. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. All right, first question. Better start week seven, Jake Cutler or Tom Brady?
6: I'm going with Jake Cutler. Tom Brady has been an average fantasy quarterback so far this season. Jake Cutler's been lights out. Yeah, Tom Brady has the worst matchup. If you're playing the matchups,
4: even though Jake Cutler's on the road, I like him against the Redskins because, again, that poor secondary.
5: Better start week seven, Russell Wilson or Phillip Rivers?
6: I'm going with Philip Rivers. I mean, another the guy who has been resurrected this year from a fantasy perspective. I'm glad that they wanted this segment for us to disagree because <laughs> I'm taking
4: Phillip Rivers, too. The guy's been phenomenal this year. Maybe not as good as Peyton Manning, but right underneath.
5: We're all playing nice today. Better start week seven, Maurice Jones-Drew or D'Angelo Williams?
6: D'Angelo Williams has a phenomenal matchup against the Rams. I don't know how you, how you avoid that. I agree once again. Look <laughs>
4: really, The Rams gave it up to DeMarco Murray and then Frank Gore. The run defense has not played well. You bet. D'Angelo.
5: One minute on the clock. No pressure. Better start week seven, Fred Jackson or Bilal Powell?
4: Bilal Powell. I'm taking Bilal Powell. you <laughs> feel about that. The Jets don't want to get into a track meet here. They want to run the football. They don't want Geno Smith to throw two red zone interceptions like he did against the Steelers. Bilal Powell gets carries. What do you say
6: about what that? What do you know? We disagree. I'm going with Fred Jackson in this are. one. This guy has outperformed. That's what waited for me yeah. to go
4: He's
1: first.
5: Exactly 30 why. seconds. He's Let's keep it going. Let's go. <laughs> better at Harry Douglas or Terrence Williams?
6: I'm going with Terrence Williams. Just the way the Rams, or the, uh, the Cowboys throw the ball, they are a lot more consistent, and Terrence Williams is getting targets. Yeah, they are bracketing Dez Bryant. They're coming Jason Witten with the safety. What are you going to do
4: with Terrence Williams? you got a corner there, isolated one-on-one. We're almost going to find him.
5: Better start week seven. Zach, Stacey, Andre Ellington, or Le'Veon Bell?
6: Mm. Uh, it's a tough call. I'm going with Andre Ellington just because he's been oh. a surprise. Le'Veon Bell,
4: Andre Ellington, really? Andre Ellington
6: Seattle. Hey, you know, we oh, saw one big run last week. It's all bad in, in that trio there. All
4: right. I told
5: you he's a trendsetter. <laughs> Way to think on your feet and really get through those guys. It's trying to go as fast as it can for our fantasy we, genius. Did we make defensive. it as far as
4: I thought we would? Uh I don't
3: know. We'll look later. <laughs>
5: we did well. All right, that was engineered to win, presented by Volkswagen. Now let's throw it over to Fabs, who is joined by a very special guest.
3: Thanks, guys. I'm now joined by Vikings Pro Bowl kicker and avid fantasy football fan, Blair Walsh. Welcome to the show, my man. How you doing?
8: Great. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing well. Now, the Vikings just announced that Josh Freeman is going to be the starting quarterback for week seven against the New York Giants. What does he bring to the table for this team?
8: Uh, you know, Josh has played in the NFL for a couple years now and he's been successful and he's played at a high level. And uh, he comes in here just uh, he's a big guy and has a strong arm and uh, I think he's capable of leading this offense, and um, you know, I think the team should do well underneath him.
3: How is the quarterback situation there affecting the locker room?
8: You know what? We have three uh, great quarterbacks. That's the way we have to look at it, and uh, our team is confident in all three of them. Any of those guys can help us win, and um, they all have different skill sets and styles. So um, you know, I, I truly believe that we're in good hands with the, uh, any one of them.
3: Now let's move on to fantasy football here, and you're in how many leagues?
8: I'm in about four. So four I leagues. I say four. Yep. And I
3: know one of your leagues is like 20 teams, two divisions, something crazy. But we're going to talk about your 10-team league. And uh, okay. we're going to bring up a board of your 10-team league and your starters in this fantasy football league. And you've got a nice team here, my man. Uh, who was your first-round pick here?
8: My first-round pick was Doug Martin. Okay. Um, I think I had the fourth overall pick, and I took him.
3: And what do you think of Martin going forward? He had sort of a slow start to the season.
8: You know what? Obviously, the Bucks haven't won a game yet, and that's not really helping him offensively. Um, you know, the nice thing is they do rely on him, and they give him the touches that he needs to be a productive fantasy uh, running back. And uh, I think he will turn it on. I mean, the guy was a, a pro bowler last year as a rookie, so the skills are, are definitely there. And I think once the offense get, gets clicking, he'll get in the end zone, and uh, my fantasy team will be helped out.
3: <laughs> well, now, I saw Adrian Peterson is there, too. He wasn't your first-round pick. How did you get A.D.?
8: You know what? I just made a trade last week for him. Really? Uh, I convinced one of my one of my buddies to do it. Uh, I tried to get AP from the beginning, but I didn't have the number one pick, so I wasn't uh, able to do that. But uh, I traded Jason Witten, um, Chris Johnson, and Roddy White, and the guy the guy took it. I offered wow. it to him, and. Uh, He's a big Roddy White fan, so that probably helped.
3: Yeah, I've been trying to trade Chris Johnson off of my Experts League team, and no one wants him. I wish I was in that league because I would be able to get rid of CJ 2K at this point, (laughs) but getting Adrian Peterson is fantastic. Now, the NFL, we know it's a quarterback-driven league. How do you like having Tony Romo as your starter in fantasy?
8: You know what? uh, What I like about Tony Romo is that he throws it all the time, and uh, the Cowboys throw a lot. They have have a ton of weapons. Uh, Unfortunately, I just gave away Jason Witten, but, you know, taking AP is not bad. Um, but Tony throws the ball a lot. He's talented. And, uh, you know, although he does throw picks, sometimes he throws enough touchdowns to make up for it, I believe. And, uh, you know, I was going with guys early on in the season who weren't throwing the ball as much. So to have somebody who slings it around all the time is, uh, is definitely a help for my team.
3: No doubt about that, especially a couple of weeks ago when he had 500 yards and five touchdowns against the Denver Broncos. Now, out of all your draft picks, which one is your favorite?
8: My favorite is Brandon Marshall. Um, you know, he's been so consistent for me so far. And, I, you know, I hate to say that because he's a place for the Bears. And, um, you know, he had a good game against us. But uh, Brandon's just a, you know, he's a consummate pro. And I think he helps all the fantasy teams he's on because he gets in the end zone. And uh, I know Cutler leans on him. So uh, if he can continue to be productive, that, that would be good for my fantasy team.
3: <laughs> now, Blair, you know, I've got you on here. I've got you on three of my fantasy teams. And I just want you to know that the Giants have allowed the most fantasy points to kickers this year. You're my number one kicker this week, my friend. So good luck against the Giants. I think you're scoring, I'm going to say, 12 fantasy points this week. What do you think?
8: Uh, Let's say 20. 20? I like this man's
3: confidence. (laughs) I love it. Blair Walsh, thank you so much for joining us on NFL Fantasy Live today.
8: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All
3: right, man. Still on the show, we give you our top ten quarterback matchups for week seven. It's time to trust some young and up-and-coming quarterbacks for your lineup. But up next, St. Louis's biggest fan and rap superstar Nelly joins the program to talk about who is his number one fantasy football player and the sports scene in St. Louis. This is NFL Fantasy Live.
2: Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money Smith here. Marcus Grant. And right between the two of us, Nelly. New album just dropped on September 30th. M.O. He is making the rounds, and we are excited to have you here. How are
9: you? Thanks, man. I'm good. Good.
2: I'm going good. to start out with an easy one. Right. Let's just say I'm like a, a sports god, and I can <laughs> I can declare that one of your two favorite teams will win a championship this year, but only one. And you, you can pick it right now. <laughs> you want the Rams to win a Super Bowl. Or do you want the Cardinals to go on and win that World Series? I
9: mean, I'm going to be more realistic, and I'm going to say the Cardinals.
2: (laughs) You can choose. It's
9: up to you. No, I, 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 I understand that. I understand that. Um... I mean, as far as the Rams go, man, I, I mean, obviously we would wish for the best. We would want our team to win the Super Bowl. But I think as far as us just building momentum, I would just like to see us make it to the playoffs. Okay. You know, um, obviously. Not too greedy.
2: No, <laughs> not, not,
9: yet, not yet. Not putting too much pressure. Now, the Cardinals, on the other hand, you know, it's a baseball town, and we expect nothing but the best in yep. and that, and that town. We expect uh, playoffs. We expect the World Series every year. You know, so, um, you know, that's, that's more realistic for okay. me. Okay. Hey, but
6: you talk about the Rams and, you know, To to not have had football, the the Cardinals left, you get the Rams in there, and then to have the greatest show on turf. I mean, what was that
9: like being in St. Louis when that was going on? It was great, man. It was great because right when the Rams – it was just great for the city as a whole because right when the Rams won the Super Bowl – um, you know, I got my deal and we released a single country grammar. So at the same time, it just felt like this huge big momentum for the city was happening as far as sports and entertainment and this big light was just shining on us. So it all happened like at the same time and it was, it was just great, man. The guys were playing at a level that nobody had ever seen before and, you know, we were having this great success musically. So the city was
2: on fire. Now, you're, you're pretty swole here. I mean, we're, I don't know yeah. if you're wearing an extra medium t-shirt or what's <laughs> going on, but you're busting out of those sleeves. Running back, Linebacker, what would, you know, if you're if you're on that football no. field, what are you playing?
9: Uh, right now, I'm probably handing out water and towels. <laughs> yeah. You know,
2: um, any but. football growing up, any baseball growing yeah,
9: up? Yeah, I definitely played in high yeah. school and all of that. But I mean, I played receiver, I played corner, I played uh, punt return, kick return. Okay. Uh, I remember one game I had to play safety for three quarters, and that was that wasn't it. I wasn't too <laughs> fond of hitting. No, you were not. I, I, I mean, I, I hit if I had to, you know what I mean? But (laughs) to run up there, you know, when you're playing safety, you're getting all kind of people coming at you. You might see alignment every now and again. uh, That wasn't the best thing for me. All right, now you talk about not playing, but is there a guy, I mean, when you watch football, is there one guy that you particularly enjoy watching more than anybody else? Uh, Definitely, man. I mean, I love love the new guys. I love uh, Kaepernick. I love to watch him play. I love RG3. I love watching him play as well. Um, as far as receivers go, Dez is my man, Dez Bryant yeah. and Sean Jack- uh, Deshaun Jackson. So I, I love cheering for the people that I, I truly know and I care about.
2: How uh, of all the things, the, of all the accomplishments you've had in your career, what twenty plus million records sold, obviously sold out tours, the biggest, one of the biggest pop artists of an entire decade. Um, was the bobblehead the coolest thing that nah. ever happened? <laughs> get, getting your you know own bobblehead? It, it was. It right?
9: was one of the dopest things <laughs> that, I, that I could have happened, man. And I mean, there it is. Yeah, you see that? They did a good job with it, too. Yeah, man, they even gave me some Timberlands. and right. everything. <laughs> you know, made my head as big as my body.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Nelly, a lot of, uh, whenever we talk to, to athletes, they always want to get in the music game. And yeah. a lot of times <laughs> we talk to musicians. They want they to get in the music well, wanna... see,
9: what it is is that... The athletes want the entertainers' fame, right. and the entertainers want the athletes' money.
8: <laughs> <laughs> that's
9: that's that's where that's where it true and lies. You know, if we right. could get a, a thirty million dollars signing bonus or a twenty million dollars <laughs> signing bonus, right. like wow, like you, you'd be very surprised. There's a lot of rappers that don't see a million dollars hole in their <laughs> Come whole on. career.
2: All right, let's get some hard football analysis let's from Nelly here. We got, we got the Rams let's and we got it. the Panthers. Cam Newton playing a lot better now. Your Go Rams ahead. just got a big victory on the road over the Texans. How are you feeling about this week?
9: I'm, I'm feeling very, very optimistic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were a little hesitant I'm feeling, I'm
9: feeling, feeling very optimistic. Um, the thing is, I think we, we play in Carolina. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be very tough to beat them there. Um, obviously, if we're clicking like we were clicking last week, uh, as far as the defense goes, Um, the offense the offense we're not bad I I just feel you know we need certain stops that we're not getting at certain points of the game and it's kind of putting our offense kind of you know in a bad position a lot of times but um, I think we can get this. I yeah. think we can get this. I'm hoping for it. <laughs> I think
2: you, you look, you, you pull a lot of weight in the loo. I think right. you've got to sit down with Brian Schottenheimer and say, look, see that guy Tavon Austin over there? How, yeah. about, how about getting him a little more involved? <laughs> him a, a little more, get, more, right? more How about getting the ball Tavon Austin I a little mean,
9: more? I mean, I, that seems to be the cry of the right. loo right now. <laughs> you, know what I'm you know if you listen to the streets, the streets right. is like, yo, what's his name again? Why isn't <laughs> exactly. He, why isn't he getting the ball a little more? I, I definitely think we need to, um, Go at him uh, at least, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 times a game. I think he needs to be targeted. There you, you go. You know, um, but again, who am I, man? You know All, right. All
6: right. but you, you guys play in a tough division. You got the, you know, the yeah. Seahawks, the Niners. Although the last few years, the Rams have gone toe-to-toe with the 49ers. and played very, very well. Yeah. This team looks like it's pretty close to actually competing for
9: a playoff spot. That's what kind of gets us upset. Sometimes yeah. these you know, you, you never know which which Rams team you're going to get some Sundays, you know, you obviously like you said and being division rivals, you know, you can never call those games one-sided because you never know how that's going to go. Um but yeah, man, I, some days we show up and we're like, "Okay, this is the turnaround. The yep. next week, you're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> you know, and you're trying to figure it out. But hopefully, uh, we can continue growing.
2: Well, good luck to your Cardinals. Thank good you, luck man. to your Rams. Uh, yeah. Pay attention, because I saw a triple bill, uh, a Nelly, Kelly Rowland, and Brian McKnight in Oklahoma City. Nelly uh, might yeah. be rolling into a town <laughs> near you. And M.O. is out now. just came out September 30th. Pick that up. One of the most successful recording artists of the last decade and a half. Nelly, we thank you for your time.
9: Thanks for having me. I appreciate you.
1: it.
2: Coming up next on NFL Fantasy Live, don't have a big-name quarterback on your roster? No problem. A few under-the-radar quarterbacks have great fantasy matchups. Week 7, we'll tell you who they are when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Time to take a look at the top 10. Week 7, quarterback starts based on fantasy points allowed, the acronym F.P. Hey, here you go. Nick Foles going up against the Dallas Cowboys. They allow nearly 24 points to quarterbacks this season. Josh Freeman, yeah, I don't know if we're going to trust in Josh Freeman, but what about Nick Foles and what he did? Look at that. I mean, Nick Foles yeah. using legs to score a touchdown? Yeah, well, first
4: of all, he played well. He's going up against a Cowboy team that doesn't have Anthony Spencer, doesn't have DeMarcus Ware. Jason Hatcher is hurting. Jay Ratliff is not there. I mean, the Cowboys have a good defensive line if you're playing Law Tech this weekend, not if you're playing the Eagles falls under no pressure, you could see what he could do. Kind of like this piece of video right here.
2: I got him taking on uh, Team America. I'm coming after you, America, in our Experts League this week since Drew Brees is on a bye. Fabs, Marcus, what about Mike Glenn on the other side of that ball?
3: Great matchup against Atlanta. In Atlanta, a team that's sort of reeling right now. Do I trust Mike Glennon? He looks like a QB one, but a low-end one if you need that position. Do
6: you trust him, Marcus? I do trust him, especially because he's smart enough to know that Vincent Jackson is where his bread is buttered. That's where
2: he's going. There you go. And if your bread isn't buttered there, not bad to have Mike Williams to butter the other side of the bread there there against Philadelphia. (laughs) Nick Foles, Mike Glennon, that's what we tell you. And that there is a wrap, fantasy fans. You can join us tomorrow for the latest news and a full preview for the Seahawks-Cardinals Thursday night football matchup. NFL Fantasy Live returns tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring